Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. So happy you've made the, in my opinion, excellent choice to join us once again for the next hour and change as we try to bring you a smile and maybe a guhuff or two. I'm your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting here in the Batcave with me. Is Mr. Gahuff himself? Odie Gahuff. Odie Gahuff. Some folks know him as Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo ho, Eddie. Oh, very excited for today's show. Yeah. Because it's a Friday. <gasps> Not only a Friday launching into the weekend, but then next week we're going to take a little vacation as well because it's the Thanksgiving holiday week. And Eddie Pence is going to be uh, spreading his own unique brand of joy <laughs> up and down the coast of California. Look, that's not what's happening. You are. We we got You're COVID. Be traveling. We got COVID tested this week. We're negative. We're we're quarantining. We're just getting in a car. We're driving up to Tracy's parents' house. They've All been right. quarantining. It's two people. We're All just right. going to have Thanksgiving with them and drive back. Okay, super spreader. Whatever you say. <laughs> Whatever you say. It can't be done any safer. Well. Except through a Zoom call. When the governor shuts us down and you're on the road, I don't want to hear from you that you're you're in COVID jail or whatever it takes. Mm. Anyway, uh, we're taking a little time off next week, but uh, we'll be giving you some flashback episodes as well as uh, any content I can find. I'll throw up there for you to keep you company until we return. But for today, it's a brand new show on this Friday, November 20th, year of our Lord Shizmu 2020. All hell, she's missing. It is right to give him thanks and praise. We got a hell of a show lined up for you today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Just jam-packed with tasty goodness. Steve Ashton's going to be dropping by with his UK update that he usually brings us on a Friday. He'll also be joining us for today's Video Vault presentation. If you're new to the show, every Friday we like to pick three films that maybe you're not familiar with or you've heard about and haven't seen. Our recommendations for stuff that you can watch over the weekend while maybe you're trying to stay away from people like some people do not eddie obviously oh my god some I'm not people spreading anything i'm just saying some of us will be staying at home oh trying to do the right thing oh. and maybe we'll watch a movie or two today's uh genre if you will an interesting one you know usually we do a year but we went through a lot of years and we said let's start picking uh, different types of films we can pick our favorites from those and so we're going to be giving you our choices for and This has to do with what we were talking about this week because Spike Lee, it was announced, is going to be directing a movie musical based on the invention of Viagra Yeah, called uh, Boners Up, I think is the name. (laughs) Is that really the name? I have no idea. (laughs) So we said, hey, that's an interesting genre. Why don't we pick our favorite musicals to recommend to people? Yeah. And so that's what today's video vault is going to be. Each of us has picked a musical to recommend to you. And uh, I love Steve's. 
Mine, of course, of course I love. Of course you do. And then uh, Eddie Pence also. I love mine. Him. Yeah, you do. And I don't even really like musicals. <laughs> That's what I thought you'd have a hard time with this. <laughs> I, and you right away gave me the, the answer to what you Because there's only a couple that I like. All right. So we'll get to that a little bit later on the show. Also later on the show, Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports talking about football. Believe it or not, people are still watching football, Eddie. Why? Right? Talk about shutting something down. Season's over. Shut that down. For some of us. Quickly. Um, so we'll be talking about that. All kinds of fun stuff to get to today. Entertainment news. Your phone calls. So much goodness. You're going to have a blast today. Doc Garon D. So let's get right to it. Before we say goodbye for the week, it's time for us to anoint this week's Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. I want to thank listener Michael who sent this story into me. He uh, nominated Jan Schoenmann for Citizen of the Week. Okay. Jan is German. Okay. Life is life. Life is life because life is life. <laughs> life is life. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's the wrong button. Success. Success. <laughs> We've done it. We've done it. the wrong button that's uh the <laughs> definition of not a success i meant to hit this one but life is life life is life yes. I'm glad you're always ready to have a party i am i'm always ready for success a victory party around the corner i prepare for success i expect failure but i prepare for success uh jan schunman from germany he eddie is mm -hmm. a sports coach okay he's an athlete and, you know, right now we're all dealing with our health, right? Everybody wants to be healthier. We want to protect our health. Yes. We want to make sure we don't get sick with this COVID-19. We're uber-focused on our health. Right exactly. Now. Everyone's focused. So I thought this would be a great story because 26-year-old Jan swears by the benefits of his regimen, if you will. It's called Shivambu Kalpa. Shivambu Kalpa. Hmm. And apparently it comes from India, if I'm not mistaken, this uh, particular type of physical and mental fitness okay 26 years old as i mentioned uh here's how he stays so damn healthy i'll tell you he swears by this so much he says he only needs four hours of sleep at night really because he has so much energy from this therapy okay i'm listening he says it also has helped his depression okay again i'm listening <laughs> right so those all, go hand in hand i think all you need to do is what uh, jan does which is masturbate no. Okay. You already got that. Yeah, handled. I nailed that. I was like, well, it's not working for me. Uh, no. He's got a daily uh, routine, a skincare routine, as well as a uh, health drink that he uh, that he uses. Okay. It is his own urine, Eddie Pence. Okay. His own All urine. Right. I'm happy being tired. He says his life has changed <laughs> since he started drinking <laughs> pints and pints. Come on, man. Of his own urine no. every day. Uh. He says the benefits of drinking his own urine have uh, been enormous for oh. his mental and physical health. And he says he has expanded the uh, <laughs> the therapy Christ. that he, <laughs> he, he also rubs the stuff uh. into his skin oh. and pours it into his eyes. Oh, come on. I call bullshit. There's no way he's putting it in his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Shivambu Kalpa is the name of the urine therapy. Three years ago, he discovered it. 
The concept behind the therapy, says Jan, is your body is self-sustaining and no, the urine not. consumption allows the body to heal itself. He's embraced this idea and has followed it every day since. He must be very lonely. No, he's very happy. <laughs> Here's his explanation. I just started and tried it right away. The benefits were so amazing, I knew I wanted to continue. I was kind of depressed and disconnected from myself, and it has helped me to go in and to dive deeper into my own consciousness. It helped me to explore all the angles of my mind, <laughs> the deeper layers of reality and the ideas surrounding hermetic laws, yogic traditions, and self-sustaining body, the self-healing human vessel. Oh, So uh, the perfect medicine. It's full of what the body needs, says Jan. It's what your body's trying to get rid of. No, sir. This is oh. nature's medicine, Eddie Pence. Oh, he put, oh. Um, You know, usually he'll uh, pee and then fridge it, so he's got plenty on hand. Well, I know how to do that. But some, yeah, you do. <laughs> you, you're trying to make peesicles <laughs> when how, you were a kid. I do know how to store urine. Uh, he says, but often he'll just literally just pee into the glass and then drink it right oh, away. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hot too. That's not. That's not refreshing. He says sometimes oh. he will uh, just jar it and let the pee age because he believes that increases. It's not wine. <laughs> you can't. You don't have a fucking dated urine. Oh, this is 1982. He believes it increases its healing powers if you let it age a little bit. God, the man's insane. So there you go. Fuck that guy. He says it is a potent and powerful. <laughs> I agree. It's probably potent. And he says, uh, for beginners, just pee into the glass and drink it. Ooh. But uh, as you get more advanced, you will try to get it into all of your portals. He says, your senses, your skin, your eyes, anywhere that you can absorb is anything it, into the body. Is, he said, urine is good for what ails you, Eddie oh, Pence. Is there, is there any doctor trying to stop him from doing this? Why this would anyone try to stop Have him? you covered yourself in your own urine? Well, I don't, I don't have a need like Jan did, obviously, oh. for a little pick-me-up. Good Lord. But uh, Jan Schoenman. Oh, it's got a, he must smell like a, a homeless person. <laughs> Out of Germany. Oh, my God says that uh, this is the perfect solution. No. So if you're looking to uh, improve your health in any number of ways, Eddie Pence, <laughs> I would say maybe follow Jan's lead. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'd be, uh, I don't know, maybe your appetite would pick up a little bit and maybe you get some more sleep and I'm, then maybe your depression would uh, be... Uh, I'm happy the way I am now. I don't know. If that's the only way to get right, then I want to be wrong. <laughs> Sounds to me Ugh. like Jan Schoenman... Are we having a munch and Monday on this? <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, inspiring a munch and Monday. <laughs> I'll walk the fuck out of this room. Wow. Right quick. That is a threat. I'm not drinking piss. I don't care for that at all. <laughs> and that, Jan, congratulations. That makes you Ugh. this week's Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. Play that success drop again. Oh. <laughs> successful right there all right kids oh can't even imagine let's move on to uh happier subjects Please. shall we with you guys the beloved members of the garmy we love it when you reach out to us you can do it in many ways you can write us an email ralph eddie or steve at the ralphreport.com find us on social media or do what a lot of folks choose to do which is to leave a voicemail message on the ralph report hotline the phone number as always is one eight three three I love it when you leave your phone mail, your, you know, 
Phone mail. Phone mail. The old phone mail. <laughs> the old phone mails. Love it when you leave your voicemails because I sit here in the back cave all by myself, all alone, and just listen, listen, listen. And then I grab a handful of them. We put them here in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ross going to play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Yeah, why don't we call it phone mail? I think that'd be perfect. I got a phone mail the other day. You get an email on your computer, right? It's it's an electronic mail, and this would be a phone mail. This would be a phone mail. This would be a message you get on your phone. It's also a voicemail. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Sure, if you want to take the easy way out. As I mentioned, we are taking some time next week. So many of you have been so supportive of the idea. Here's the thing. I always feel a little guilty when I take time off. I can't help myself. I don't know why I do it. But I do. I feel like I'm letting you guys down in some way, and it hurts my heart, and I'm, and I'm always concerned that you guys are going to get cheesed off at me. So it was nice to get so many positive responses from folks after we made the announcement yesterday, like this one. Hey, Ralph. It's Brett, four-star general, first-time caller. Just calling to say, have a great week next week. Enjoy your time off. I will be looking forward to hearing from you guys the following week, and I will use the week you're off to catch up on some old podcasts. So you guys have a great time. Bye. It's a good idea, especially yeah. if you're a new listener. Hell, we got uh, over 600 episodes yeah. we've burned through over the past couple of years. Quite a lot of content. So if you want to go back, there's certainly some episodes worth listening to and some interviews with some celebs and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff you can find there via Patreon if you want to check it out. And don't forget, today's not the last time we're going to be available to you because tomorrow at 3 p.m. we're doing our live stream event our cocktail party love it when people join in and so many of you do and i sent out the link for that yesterday via patreon you just got to click on it and then we'll be there at 3 p.m pacific time steve ashton eddie pence and myself will be on hand to answer your questions and talk to you and throw you up on the screen with us and we'll get to meet some new faces it's going to be a blast all right you know what i'm going to be doing during our time off what i'm going to do what this guy's doing hey what's going on ralph Andrew here from Fort Worth, Texas, four-star in the Garmy. Uh, just left work, and they gave me a complimentary ham for the holidays, and uh, I can only think of one thing. As you were. As you were. <laughs> slapping some meat. Slapping the meat, man. Everybody's slapping meat. It's <laughs> sweeping the nation. Sounds fun. I'm going to start slapping some meat. I might slap some meat later. Yeah. I've been slapping the meat plenty. <laughs> Wes called in. He had a question from time to time. Folks will uh, give us idioms or phrases or sayings that they've been using their whole lives, and they don't know where it comes from. Well, that's where I come in. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. Um, Today I was talking to my sister about kidney stones, and she said it hurt like the dickens. Um, I was wondering where it came from. Uh, My name is Wes from Connecticut. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Wes. What the Dickens? It hurts like the Dickens. We've always said that yeah. Dickens. What's Dickens got to do with it? Mm. Let's find out. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? I fucking will know. What the Dickens? Hurts like the Dickens. Yeah. Who's this Dickens? <laughs> Why do we use his name so much? Well, a lot of people assume it has something to do with Charles Dickens, famous author Charles Dickens. Yeah. They would be wrong has nothing to do with Charles Dickens. Really? Yes. I thought it would. In fact, the phrase shows up in print 
about 200 years before Charles Dickens was even born. Hmm. First time we know of it being written down was from Shakespeare in the 1590s in his play, The Merry Wives of Windsor. One of the characters, Mistress Page, says in that play, I cannot tell what the Dickens his name is. And it turns out the phrase even predates that play. They were using it, and that's why Shakespeare put it in there, because it was a common phrase of huh. the time. And it turns out, once again, that Dickens was a euphemism for the devil or hell. Because okay. as we've mentioned before on this show, in polite society, you didn't dare say the devil's name out loud. Right. Or hell. Right. Because, I don't know, you probably go there, I guess. I guess that's <laughs> well, what yeah, they figure. blaspheme, right? It's like uh, be uh, Beetlejuice. If you say it, <laughs> he shows up. And so Dickens was a euphemism for devil, and it came from a once common alternative called devilkins. Oh, yeah. It's like tarnation we talk about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So devilkins eventually morphed into Dickens. And so when you exclaim what the Dickens or... It hurt like the Dickens, whatever the Dickens is, it's uh, the devil or hell. So hell instead of like saying hell. it hurt like hell or what the hell, hmm. instead you say what the Dickens. Although they say Charles Dickens' enormous fame, he was one of the most famous writers of his time, yeah. probably helped keep it alive and people kept saying it in yeah. conjunction with him. But uh, the source of it has nothing to do with old Chucky e. D. Hmm. And that's where it comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Yesterday we found out that Eddie Pence is not a proud son of Virginia. He does not like the state <laughs> snack of his home state, which is delicious yogurt. Yeah, you said throat yogurt, and it kind of was hard to really get I said past. that at the end. I didn't even open <laughs> that, up with throat the, yogurt. That's the only thing that's stuck. Speaking of opening up. <laughs> If you'd like some throat yogurt. I don't. Uh, Nick called in. Couldn't help Couldn't help himself. Hey, Ralph. Yo, Odie Gahuff. This is Nick in Atlanta. And I think I speak for everyone when I say we need to hear Eddie's drunk thoughts on yogurt. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah, that was, a good, that was a good one, Nick. You're not wrong. <laughs> From time to time, we take Eddie Pence and we slow him down by half speed because it makes him sound super drunk. Which is made even funnier because he's never been drunk in his in his life and does not drink. However, I think he's missing out because he would be an excellent <laughs> drunk. We prove that every time we play Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> Yogurt. Mm -mm. It's just, it's always teetering on being sour. It's, it's like right there on the cusp of being sour every time you put it in your mouth. Well, because the cut, it's, it's got, just so close. So you just don't know if it, it did, did, did this turn already? Have I, have I put something in my mouth that's already turned? Ugh. And you're thinking that the whole time. You're like, I'm going to be sick tomorrow because of this. No one is thinking that when they I eat am. yogurt. Fuck yogurt. It's your state snack. <laughs> I didn't I didn't vote on that. They're not going to let you it's back. Not, not my snack. What yogurt. A, yogurt. No. <laughs> yogurt. Yogurt. Just crying in his beer. <laughs> and, you know, we kick the show off a little upbeat music every day because we could all use a little help. And sometimes when you hear some music that gets you going, you can face the day a little bit better. We call those our happy hits. 
Hey, Ralph. Yoho, Eddie. Uh, Matt, uh, two-star general from Nova Scotia. Uh, just calling in with a happy hit. Concerning uh, it's Friday. And no, I'm not going to ask for that Rebecca Black travesty. Good. Of garbage. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking Katy Perry's uh, TGIF last Friday night. Uh, get you pumping, ready for the weekend. I'm on my way home, so I'm kind of looking forward to being home for the weekend. So, yes, if you could play that, that'd be awesome. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Good choice, Matt. Katy Perry always gets me pumping. I'll <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> Slapping the meat. <laughs> Slapping the meat. My kid, uh, you know, being a girl, she likes girl singers. And so yeah. the house gets filled with a lot of pop stars and right. it's not necessarily my favorite genre of music right but i like katie perry really yeah okay i don't know whether it's because i think she's also very attractive it doesn't hurt but she seems fun when she sings these songs it's always about banging people and getting <laughs> drunk and dancing on tables and stuff she seems like a good time to me which makes me even sadder now that she's with orlando bloom because oh, yeah. he doesn't seem like a good time no. to me but anyway here's today's happy hit from katie perry tgif You give me crap because my son watches Airplane and Naked Gun. Yeah. But Olivia listens to that? Yeah, sure. Are you serious? And I got crap for because Colton watches The Simpsons. Yes. But that's she listens to that song. Look, she knows. How is that more appropriate? Than- I'm her father. You don't think she knows right. about having too many shots and being thrown <laughs> out of bars? Walking up, waking up with strangers in your bed. Well, and then- sometimes you have a sleepover, Eddie. Oh, you don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm just saying. There's a bit of hypocrisy. I'm just here. saying that the lyrics of that song are largely <laughs> uh, missed by my child oh, okay. in terms of the actual she, significance. Okay, all right. Till she takes oh. a French class, she's not going to know what menage a trois Did we means. kiss? I forgot. Come on. You know, Eddie. Come oh, on. Oh, man. Don't be such a stick in the mouth. All right, I'm just saying there's just a level of hypocrisy here. That's my, that's my girl right there, Katy Perry. I don't want to hear you. All right, fine. I don't hear you pumping all over her, okay? But life is life. Life is life, man. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured on this segment. But you know what you got to do? You got to call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. 
All righty, now it's time to say goodbye to some people who left us on this day throughout history. We're looking at their lives and their legacies. A little tip of the cap in Hello, Death. Did you electrocute yourself or run into a shell? Hello, Death. Did you eat poison mold or just get old? Hello, Death. Did you fall from the sky? Ralph Garman will know why, even though you said goodbye. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. Hello, death. On this day, November 20th, in the year 1518, Marmaduke Constable. <laughs> Marmaduke? Marmaduke Constable, <laughs> which, by the way, was my porn name. <laughs> when I was working in the adult film industry, and I never got much traction in, oh, in that in that world. Word that didn't hang maybe stick. it was the name. Maybe Marmaduke. Mar- maybe Marmaduke Constable wasn't the sexiest <laughs> name I could have chosen. He was a famous English soldier, Eddie Pence. Oh. He served under the reigns of Richard the Third in England. Okay, uh, Henry the Seventh, Henry the Eighth. He was a loyal soldier for the empire back there in 1518. Now, sadly, on this day, he uh, was drinking a glass of water Mm -hmm. and he swallowed a frog. Wait, what? He was drinking a glass of water and somehow a frog frog had gotten into the water. Like a tree frog? Yes. Like a little tiny one? A small frog. Not a toad? Not a toad. (laughs) And uh, he was drinking the glass, swallowed the frog, choked on the frog, and uh, promptly How died. How the fuck did that happen? It's a frog. How do you not see a frog in your glass? Well, maybe it was a flagon, or maybe it was a cup, or maybe it was something that wasn't clear. Still, you know, it was 1518. I don't think they had crystal on. clear glasses. This sounds like foul play. This was not foul play. I think this play. was well, foul but play. the frog, the frog probably was a hitman. <laughs> but he died after swallowing a frog. Okay. The, the, the legend was said that the frog lived and ate his heart, but they think he probably just choked on I it. I would, yeah. More likely. He probably choked. That he choked on I a frog. I think he was poisoned. I don't think he was poisoned. Yeah, this sounds weird. He swallowed a frog. It's probably one of those poisonous frogs, and they dropped he it in the glass. He swallowed the frog to catch the fly. He swallowed the fly. To, what was that old song? I don't know that you song. You don't know that song? No. There was an old lady who was... Lived in a shoe? No. no. Swallowed, a, swallowed a fly? I don't know why she swallowed a fly. Perhaps she'll die. No. And then she swallows a frog to, to catch, catch the, the fly? And then she swallows well, a cat to catch die, the frog. Well, then she should die because she's stupid. Okay. That person needs to be eliminated. Come on, man. 1527. Hmm. Wendelmoot Kleisterharter. Jesus Christ. Wendelmoot Kleisterharter. <laughs> she was the first Dutch woman. Oh, it's bur- a woman's name. Yes. Wow. Wendelmoot. Wilmot. Wendelmoot. 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 Kleisterharter. She was the first Dutch woman burned as a witch. Oh, okay. It's not always good to be number one. No. Especially. It's probably the name that got her. It should have been like a, witch. a witch name. Should have right been there. a witch. 1612, John Harrington, English Elizabethan writer and inventor, died at the age of 52. Uh, He was responsible for the invention of the flush toilet, Eddie Pence. Oh, that's big. It is big. The big thing. And uh, that, to this day, is why we refer to the toilet as the John. Okay, yeah, that's a a sign hanging up in Hooters that talks about that. John Harrington. John invented the toilet. That's that's at Hooters. (laughs) 
It's a big sign by the bathroom. Get a lot of history at Hooters. You do. You get that history. Guess, you get the history of the toilet at Hooters. Yes, you do. Yeah. 1737, uh, Queen Carolyn of Great Britain, mm -hmm. consort to King George II. She died at the age of 54. In 1882, Henry Draper, American amateur astronomer and doctor, died at the age of 45. He was responsible for some of the earliest photos of the moon. He would take photographs of celestial bodies through telescopes and started the, uh, it was a pioneer of the science of astrophotography, as they call okay. it. They you don't seem could, very impressed. They probably couldn't have been that good, right? The first pictures of the moon? I bet they were. I don't know. He also got the first pictures of Venus and the first photograph of the Orion Nebula. Oh, okay. Which sounds like a place that uh, Mando would go to try to get his there, bounties. There's probably a bounty in the Orion Nebula, Probably. Sure. 1888, Nathaniel Courier, American lithographer, passed away at the age of 75, best known for his business with his pal Ives. Courier and Ives was the oh. name of the company. You know where you've heard that before, yeah. right? In the song. In the song. What song? Holly Jolly Christmas, right? No, that's not No, right. Courier and Ives. It's from uh, Sleigh Ride. Sleigh Ride. Yes. It'll simply look like a picture print from Career and I. Right. These things. Burl Ives. Yes. Sung Holly, Holly Jolly, Jolly Christmas. Christmas. Different Ives. Sang. Sorry. 1903, Tom Horn, one of the worst outlaws of the Old West. American gunfighter and outlaw. He was hanged on this day in 42, at 42. He was the cold, one of the coldest blooded killers of the Wild West. Really? Yes. He used to be a private detective. He worked for the Pinkerton Detective Agency as a bounty hunter. But he was forced to resign after they found he was linked to 17 different murders. <laughs> and he just had to resign? Yes. <laughs> we don't really want any murderers working for us here at uh, Pinkerton's. So he became a killer for hire. He just went out well, on his own. That makes sense. Look, you got you to gotta do what you do, do best, what you know, right? Man. Stick with what works. 1910, Leo Tolstoy, Russian novelist who gave us such books as Anna Karenina, and War and Peace, of course, died at the age of 82. In 1944, Seko Nishina, Japanese inventor, died at the age of 21, largely because of what he invented. What did he invent? He invented the Keiten. The Keiten, Eddie, was to uh, submarines what the kamikaze pilots were to air battle during the Second oh, World okay. War. Oh, okay, like human torpedoes. This was a manned torpedo. Right, oof. You would get inside the torpedo... And then they would fire it, and you would guide it guide into the, it wow. into the side of a ship that's on a suicide mission. That's insane. So he died at the age of 21 inside his own invention. Well, he deserved it. Well, I'm just saying. Hope he didn't kill anybody with it. That's uh, it's a hell of a thing to invent that you can only use it once. <sighs> that's nuts. Yeah. They got people crazy. to do that. It's amazing that we were able to defeat the Japanese, given their level yeah. of commitment to, to warfare. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about life to the point Simply of... Simply have no self-preservation whatsoever. It's insane. all about killing the enemy. Yeah. Usually that side wins. Usually it does. 1954, Clyde Cessna. Okay, I've heard of him. Manufacturer of... The Cessna? The Cessna airplane. <laughs> Died at 72, 74 rather. That one landed though, right? Yeah, he, he would land that one. <laughs> 1973, Alan Sherman, who was an American parody singer and songwriter. He died at the age of 48. He had a big hit with this inexplicably. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, father. Here I am at Camp Granada. Camp is very entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. 
huge hit. Who's laughing at that? Like in the background, who's laughing? That was recorded live in front of an audience. Right. Yeah, I know. What who's... is funny about? Oh, he rhymed raining with entertaining. Oh, fuck. God. Simpler time. 1957, Generalissimo Francisco Franco, the Spanish dictator, died on this day at the age of 82. In the early days of Saturday Night Live, they made a running joke out of the fact that uh, Francisco Franco died. And on Weekend Update, they would just keep going back to the story (laughs) saying, General Francisco Franco is still dead. And then a season later, Chevy Chase came on Weekend Update with this joke. Generalissimo Francisco Franco has spent a restful summer in Spain. Plans to remain there for the fall and possibly the winter. He's still dead. <laughs> Remember when Chevy Chase was funny and people yeah, liked him? I liked him a lot. Those were good times. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1992, John Foreman, producer of Great Motion Pictures, died at the age of 67. He and his pal Paul Newman founded Newman Foreman Productions together. They went on to produce such films as Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Great film. The Life and Times of Judge Roy Bean. Then uh, they went on their own. They they produced uh, The Man Who Would Be King, Pritzi's Honor. Mm. Great list of films. 1993, Emil Ardolino, American director, best known for his films Dirty Dancing and Sister Act, passed away on this day. Another director, Robert Altman, one of my favorites, American screenwriter, producer, and director, gave us such films as Nashville and MASH and The Player. Always interesting, his work. His uh, his trademark was to mic everyone all the time yeah. and tell his actors to feel free to speak over each other while they were in scenes. Oh, yes. poor editor. Poor sound editor, indeed. Jesus. But he thought it, it it lent an air of realism to well, his yeah, films because no one was stopping and then the other person would start talking because that's not how right. people uh, talk. How do you edit that mess? I that, can't, that's I can't imagine. Poor Gilbert. And he, poor Gilbert. His poor, Gilbert poor. was in trouble. <laughs> And he used a ton of improv- improvisation as well. Oh, he can't so, even match the scene to scene from shot to shot. How much work was oh, that? Oh, poor Gilbert. All right, you know, we do at this point, we take a food related to someone's passing and we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something he'd be willing to eat. Nope, that's not him eating. <laughs> that's going up my ass, Hit right? Hit the button a little early. Or would he stick it up his ass and then pull it out? Oh. As you can see, I need, I need a little time off. <laughs> Starting to get a little ragged around the edges. <laughs> How do we find out if it's something he would eat? Well, we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If we get a jackpot, that means sure, Eddie's willing to eat it. However, mm-hmm. if those meals, if those reels are mismatched on that jack on that mm, <laughs> slot machine, <laughs> then uh, means Eddie uh, refuses to eat it. <laughs> Success. Success. Nineteen thirty-eight. On this day, Queen Maud of Norway passed away. She was the spouse, of course, of King Hakon VIII. She died at the age of 68 on this day in 1938. Queen of Norway, Eddie Pence, Mm -hmm. Maud of Wales. And, of course, she probably ate what is the national dish of Norway. If you go to Norway, they say you must try forakol. Forakol? Forakol. 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 Okay. Forical. Forical. Can you say it? Forical. 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 Can you say it? Forical. Forical. Can you say it? Forical. Can you say it? All right. Let's talk about forical, shall okay. we? Forical. Sounds so good to me. Very simple dish. It's been made in Norway forever, okay. mind you. It's not like 
was it? What did we eat before? Kippers or capers? Yeah, it has nothing to do with kippers. Okay. Kippers, or, capers. Or herring. Herring, that's what it was. Yes. Wow. Uh, this is mutton. This is cuts of mutton. Okay. Cabbage, salt, pepper, and water. It's all it is. Very simple. Now, sometimes you throw some flour in there to thicken it, but you're basically making a stew. Okay. Cabbage and mutton are layered in, in a big pot along with black peppercorns and salt and flour, covered then with water, and then you just cover that pot and you simmer it until that meat is just falling apart, until it's super tender. Then you serve it up like a stew with potatoes on the side, and you've got yourself some foricol. Foricol? Foricol. Can you say it? Foricol? Can you say it? <laughs> now, mutton is just meat, right? Mutton is, uh, is, is sheep. Okay. It's, it's sheep meat. It's grown up lamb. Okay. Lamb is the baby. All right. And if you eat it just a sheep, that's mutton. called mutton. Okay. Okay? Right. okay. So it's just sheep meat, basically. Okay. Plus cabbage, salt, pepper, water, some flour for thickening, potatoes on the side, and you've got... Foracol? Foracol? Foracol. All right. Let's see if Eddie's eating some foracol. It's only one way for, him to find, for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Here we go. One for the gold, two for the gold, three for the gold, and a for the gold. And a better than a for the gold. I am stunned well, and shocked. Well, I'm not a big fan of cabbage, so I'd probably sift through the cabbage. That's well, part of the fodder probably sift. I might have a couple pieces, but if, I would like, I like, I like, I like lamb. Yeah. So the meat sounds good, yes. and I like a stew mm-hmm. with the potatoes on the side, yeah. so it doesn't sound bad. The peppercorns in there. That's so you'd fine. be eating some fodder I would try it. I don't know if I would like it, but I would give that a shot. I would. Fodder Can you say it? Fodder Wow. I would try it. I don't know if I would like it, but that's something I would try. I am. Without scoffing at it. I am so impressed. Now I just got to find a Norwegian restaurant <laughs> so I can order up some fodder and we can all try it together <laughs> on a Munchin' Monday. And that's it for today's Hello Death. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All righty, now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. And sad news today. What? Sad to report, but apparently Harvey Weinstein has tested negative for COVID-19. Uh. He apparently is still very sick, but uh, it's not COVID-19. They get to stay in jail, though. They're not taking him to the hospital then, right? Because COVID, they were going to take him to the hospital. The prison The hospital. prison hospital. Yeah, it's not like he's but now they just going to Cedars to no. stay inside. But uh, they said his fever has dropped, but he's still very sick and being monitored closely. So please, thoughts and prayers, everybody. Maybe muster all you can. Convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein can still Ugh. do us all a favor and... Well. and check out he's not he's not leaving jail so no that's true but i'd like him to leave the planet (laughs) if it was up to to me 
ABC has announced a brand new comedy yeah. in development. Comedy in quotes, by oh, the way. Oh, okay. This is interesting. I didn't hear your quotes. Do you remember the old sitcom Family Affair? Family Affair was a story mm. of a, uh, a lifelong bachelor played by Brian Keith was the actor. His name was uh, Uncle Bill was the character, and he had to raise his do- his sister's kids. And he had, yes, and he had a show. British butler named Mr. Yes. French, and, yes. they, and it was the, the wacky story of uh, him raising three yes, kids on his that. own. And I don't know. I'm just a guy. I don't know how to do any of this. Right. And that was like the funny I'm premise. a bachelor guy. I got to raise these kids. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's coming back. Oh, good. But this time it's going to star 50 Cent. <laughs> Curtis 50 Cent Jackson will be starring in the sitcom Family Affair, playing a... Uh, a faded R&B star and committed bachelor named Aaron, mm. and his life is thrown into a tailspin when he is saddled with raising his sister's four kids. Okay. Now, I like Fifty Cent. I liked him in Power, that show that uh, was on uh, Stars, I guess it was, or yeah. Showtime, or whatever. I think he can be an effective performer given the right role. He's never struck me as a funny guy. Yeah, though, to 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 carry a, a sitcom as the lead. In it, that seems that's you got to bring the uh, last. You have to have some comedic chops, yeah, to do that. I don't know anyone have ever said, "Wow, that Fifty Cent is just hilarious." He right. really makes me laugh. Unless they're just going to do it where he is the straight man to all these crazy kids and all the crazy situations going on around him. Maybe he can pull it off that way. Maybe still uh, seems I, odd to it's, me. It's a tall order for. Anyway, they got a pilot they're working on, and uh, we should be seeing that on ABC sometime next year. Great. So we'll see. Air quotes. Hey, uh, Bond fans like myself, this is good news. The first new James Bond video game has been announced in eight years. Oh, I didn't know you were a gamer. I I dabble. You do? I do. Okay. I dabble. I played the last one that came out. It was called uh, 007 World of Espionage. Okay. But it was a, it was a mobile uh, game. A oh, so, mobile app. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is called Project 007. It's coming from the IO Interactive Group. Mm-hmm. They have the uh, successful franchise Hitman, the video game. Oh, that's Hitman a great, was great game series. And they say this is going to be state of the art. It's going to tell the origin story of James Bond, interestingly enough. That won't depend too heavily on Casino Royale, the, the, the Fleming book that started it all off. But it said there will be some allusions to that. But basically, it's a whole original Bond story developed exclusively for the video game. And then, of course, you get to uh, shoot people, which yeah. is... Yeah, well, it's going to be like fun. the way they do video games now. It's going to be like an entire Bond movie. It's yeah, basically apparently be a that's Bond what they're movie, shooting yeah. for. So sometime next year, brand new, um, new Bond video game, Project 007. So you look forward to that. I, what? I don't know. What? There is a, you know, we live in the world of remakes and reboots, and, mm-hmm. and, and they've just announced this one. MGM has announced a brand new Pink Panther movie, hmm. but this one is going to be different. How? Well, if you know anything about the story of Pink Panther, Pink Panther was originally a series of comedies starring the late, great Peter Sellers. Yeah where he played a bumbling detective called Inspector Clouseau, Mm -hmm. who tried to uh, solve crimes. And the character of the Pink Panther was simply the animated title sequence for those films. Yes. Then the Pink Panther 
got popular on his own, yeah. and they gave him his own Saturday morning cartoon show. Yeah, and an insulation ad. Yeah, and he used to sell uh, fiberglass insulation yes. as well. <laughs> yes. But the two never crossed the streams. No. Until now, Eddie Pence. Oh, no. They're doing a live-action-slash-animated film where Clouseau teams up with the Pink Panther, and together they solve crimes together. No. Yes, no. Eddie, yes. I, no, I object. Apparently, there is a traumatic event in the inspector's life, and then he gets the Pink Panther for an imaginary friend, so only he can see the Pink so Panther. Is that Jimmy Stewart movie with the rabbit? It's like Harvey, yes. And so it'll be the two of them teamed up for the first time in a brand new feature film brought to you by the director of Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, they got to get James Marsden then to play. Uh, he's got to be a Clouseau. He, if they make him Clouseau. He's the only guy who stars in every movie with an animated sidekick. It's a perfect vehicle for him. It's perfect. But we unfortunately would have to burn down Hollywood if this He happened. did Hop. With the, the, oh, the Easter Bunny. That movie is. And he did Ooh. Sonic the Hedgehog. He was his human friend. He's, he was bad in that, but the movie itself wasn't bad. Well, the director of Sonic is going to be on hand, and the screenwriter is the same guy who wrote Bad Boys for Life, so you know, oh, he I knows bet. a thing, too, about a charming I auditioned for that movie. Well, sometimes <laughs> Maybe I can get in for this things one. work out just the way they're <laughs> supposed to, Eddie Pence. And speaking of movies, I don't know if you saw uh, the press conference of Rudy Giuliani. I did. Lawyer for the president. <laughs> I did. Yesterday, yes. Eddie Pence. He was, um, he was interesting. It was interesting what he He's on quite a roll lately. Of course, uh, he did a press conference in front of the Four Seasons in Philadelphia. <laughs> Total landscape. Which was, uh, turned out to be a landscape company, not so much the hotel Four Seasons. Then he was did one yesterday where he was uh, getting himself so worked up and so sweaty that his hair dye started yeah. to run down his face. His Just for Men was running down his face. And then he said his favorite uh, legal film was My Cousin Vinny, and he used an example from my, the, the, the legal documentary My Cousin Vinny <laughs> to talk about a point of order which he thought applied to the election. God. Well, word got back to the director of My Cousin Vinny. Director Jonathan Lynn was asked what he thought about the uh, reference of my cousin Vinny from Rudy Giuliani. He said, I regard Giuliani's praise of my cousin Vinny as generous, coming from the man who is currently giving the comedy performance of the year, he said to Hollywood Reporter. So, faint praise there. Uh, many people said, by the way, that during the press conference, the only fact that Rudy Giuliani offered was the fact that my cousin Vinny is a good film. Oh, my God. That we all enjoy. So, Insane weird times. times. Weird times. Take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on November 20th. Rapper Mike D of the Beastie Boys is 55 today. You gotta fight for your right to party. Actress Stell Parsons. I don't know if you remember her from uh, The Connors and Roseanne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 93 years old today. Wow. Good for her. Comedian Dick Smothers of the famous Smothers Brothers comedy team is 82. Singer Norman Greenbaum is 78. He could be featured on our One Hit Wonder Wednesday with this song. Hold it up to the spirit in the Veronica Hamill, who was so good on Hill Street Blues, 77 years old today. Actor Jeremy Jordan from Supergirl and Broadway fame. He is 36. Musician Joe Walsh is 73. 
Richard Maysour from One Day at a Time and also from the original It miniseries on television, 72. Bo Derek, mm. the 10 herself. My first crush. Boy, I don't blame you. 64 years old today. Drummer Jimmy Brown of UB40 is 63. Sean Young is 61. Ming-Na. Ming-Na Wen from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And Mulan is 57. Sendog from Cypress Hill is 55. My pal Joel McHale, who's going to be on this podcast soon, 49 years old today. Joshua Gomez from Chuck is 45. Bassist Jared Followill of Kings of Leon's 34. Nadine Velasquez from My Name is Earl turns 42 today. And Samuel E. Wright, best known as Sebastian the Crab from Little Mermaid, 74 years old today. Under the sea, under the sea. Darling, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Up on the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. While we devoting full time to floating under the sea. I could have easily picked that as one of my favorite musicals for today. Oh. It really holds up, not just as a kid's movie, but just as yeah. a musical. It's brilliant. That's it for the Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. But we're not done with entertainment news just yet. Oh, no. We're going to check in with our pal from the UK, Mr. Steve Ashton. It's time for the UK update. Oh, Ralph, you're the man that makes Warren Beatty look like Warren Buffett. <laughs> I mean, just looks-wise, obviously, Warren Buffett's got a lot more money. But yes. anyway. Hey, cotton bud covered in earwax, Prince Harry's in the news. <laughs> What's up with Harry? Uh, the Duke of Sussex and Mahega Mahakal are being castigated for their involvement with Netflix. Now, apparently Netflix has enraged Buckingham Palace insiders over the depiction of the royal family in their show, The Crown, which is in its fourth season. It just came out and it looks at Princess Diana and Prince Charles's relationship. You excited about The, the Crown, Ralph, season four? I haven't seen any of them, although I've heard they're excellent. Well, it's got Gillian Anderson playing Margaret Thatcher and Diana and Camilla's in it. And I don't give a shiny shit because <laughs> I didn't like the real people. I'm not going to like the fucking made up ones anyway. So apparently um, people have called uh, Royal Insiders have called on Harry to abandon the deal with Netflix because of the royal anger, which sounds like something Prince Andrew would offer to his daughter's underage friends. Oh, God. <laughs> Now, writing in the right-wing hate-mongering publication The Mail on Sunday, columnist Emily Andrews shames Harry for his ties to Netflix amid royal uproar, which sounds what comes before uh, some royal anger from Prince Andrew. Um, she said, um, um, How can Harry take money from a company that reduces his family, that unfeelingly recreates the Irish terrorist bomb that killed Lord Mountbatten and three others, that mawkishly picks over the carcass of Harry and William's parents' bitter marriage breakup like a vulture? Actually, she makes it sound a lot more appealing than the <laughs> fucking trailers do. Um, 
Uh, another insider slammed the Crown for being inaccurate about the story of the royal family. They said, uh, there's no sense of telling carefully nuanced stories. It's all a very two-dimensional. Uh, this is trolling with a Hollywood budget. The public shouldn't be fooled into thinking this is an accurate portrayal of what really happened. Oh, you don't fucking say, you gobshite. I think <laughs> I don't think many people will think it's a fucking documentary, you half-wit. Um, any, anyone think it's all that inbreeding has caused some sort of genetic deficit, Ralph? Yeah, you know. Anyway, listen, David Bowie's in the new. Bowie, Bowie, David Bowie. How do you say it? Uh, here in the States, we say Bowie. I think I think in interviews he's called himself Bowie because I'm from the north of England. I've always called him Bowie. But anyway, David Bowie is in the news. Yeah, the trailer to his biopic. Oh, you say biopic, don't you? You say biopic? Yes, biopic. We had this argument the other day, didn't we, on the yes. old uh, live stream. <laughs> Do you also say uh, biography? <laughs> no, we say biography. You don't? Oh, right. Is that because that's how he should be pronounced? I mean, I think I've made my point. I mean, would you call Edwin's view of the world myopic or myopic? As in, as in lacking foresight or intellectual insight. <laughs> biopic stands for two separate words, biography and picture, biopic. I know, but did you not like prefer that joke at the end about Eddie's view of the world being myopic? No, did you like that? But did it not remind you of one of Oscar Wilde's most acerbic and cutting affronts? Very much so, yes. Anyway, let's get on with this direct. Um, anyway, the trailer's out and it looks shit. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Twelve singles, everyone a total failure, except Space Oddity. The record company signs the album to Weird for the Yanks. I need to be known. I, I need them to know me. There's only one guy at Mercury who doesn't hate your new record with every bone in his body. David Bowie, I presume. Ron Oberman, Mercury Records. We got packed a couple weeks coming up. Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, and then out to L.A. I think we can make it work. All it takes is one believer to change the world. And we got two. Two? You believe in yourself, don't you? I think you're going to be the biggest star in America. Well, it's been panned by the critics. For me, the thing that annoys me, one is buy a fucking light bulb. It's really, <laughs> literally, I can't see a fucking anything. It's really, literally dark. I don't mean dark of tone. I mean dark of fucking can't see fuck all. Um, now, Bowie is the is from Southeast London, right? And this dude, wait a minute, let me uh, refer to my notes. I don't care. Um, the guy who plays him... Um, he puts on this affectation of some sort of like ethereal Will-o'-the-Wisp character, which Bowie didn't have. He was softly spoken, but he still had that hint of sort of Bromley, Southeast London. Anyway, that fucking annoyed me. It's like Rami Malek's voice in Bohemian Rhapsody. Too fey, but equally not fey enough. Do you know what I mean? It's weird. Plus, Bowie had absolutely no involvement in the movie either. You know, on account of, you know... On the calendar, you want to know why? Because he's brown bread. That's why. Uh, but none of his family wanted anything to do with it either. Anyway, look, I've got to go now, Ralph. As you know, we've been celebrating all week long for your birthday. Yes. Yeah, here in the UK. I'm preparing for this weekend's culmination of festivities, actually, with the UK Garmy and I are meeting a safe, socially distanced event in London to have a fireworks display in your honour. We're going to be... Yeah, we're going to be settling, setting off uh, rockets filled with dog excrement at Corden's house. <laughs> oh, you snuck it in. Nice. We're doing you very proud. I'll speak to you in a minute on the video vault. And Steve's right. It is time now for us to turn our attention to the video vault. Let's open that sucker up. 
We'll get to Steve's pick in just a minute, but I'm up first. As I mentioned, today's genre is musicals. Movie musicals, not Eddie Pence's strong suit. No, not really. I'm a big musical fan. I know Steve (laughs) is as well. But I wanted to pick a musical that maybe you haven't seen that you should. For for example, you know, I was thinking Grease, right? Of course. Grease 2. Not Grease 2, ever. (laughs) Moulin Rouge, another one of my favorites, but a lot of people have seen that. And I said, let me do something a little bit obscure. Maybe you've heard of it, but you haven't seen it. It's definitely worth a look. And my choice today is Viva Las Vegas from 1964, starring, of course, Elvis Presley and the amazing Anne Margaret. She's so sexy in this film. And the reason I picked Viva Las Vegas is because I love this movie for the same reason I love Goldfinger when it comes to the James Bond franchise. This is the movie where they cracked the code for the Elvis Presley musicals. Almost everyone after this followed the same format. Mm. He usually played some sort of sportsman. Yeah. He was always up against money troubles. He had to do something wacky in order to earn some money. And he always fell in love with a girl and then had a problem with her and they break up and they get back together by the end. There was a real template to the Elvis Presley movies. And this is the one that started it all. Elvis in this movie plays Lucky Jackson, race car driver Lucky Jackson, who goes to Vegas to participate in a Grand Prix race. However, his car needs a new engine so he's got to get a job as a waiter at a hotel there in las vegas and that's where he meets the hotel's swimming instructor rusty martin played by ann margaret and they have a very uh, tempestuous flirtatious romantic relationship it's just goofy 60s fun but the music is amazing there's about 10 big production numbers the music is great and Margaret has never looked sexier than she does in this film. And Elvis, you know, a lot of people make fun. And yeah, he was sort of a bloated mess by the end. But in his prime, he was still the king. Mm. Here's a little scene from Viva Las Vegas where uh, Lucky Jackson has to try to win some money. So he enters into the hotel staff's uh, talent show because there was a cash prize of involved. Of course, yeah. And so he enters the talent show. And who thinks going to win the talent show oh, once, once Lunky Jackson I'm hits on. the stage? Here is America's foremost waiter, but he may be tomorrow's Metro D. So let's welcome, from amongst yourselves, Lucky Jackson. If you've never seen an Elvis film, this is the only one you really ever have to see. If you've seen this one, you've seen them all. It's a lot of goofy fun. Viva Las Vegas from 1964 is my pick. Now Steve Ashton is up. Oh, Steve. Now, I might surprise you a bit, Ralph, this um, once upon a time. British cinema was awash with musicals going back to the 30s and 40s. Us Brits did our best to rival, you know, people like Busby Berkeley and his ilk. In the 1950s, uh, we, that made way, of course, for musicals starring mainly sort of vaudeville-type musical acts like Tommy Trinder and George Formby and Arthur Askey. Right up to the 60s, where we had Cliff Richard and Tommy Steele, who did their best to keep the genre alive. And then, sadly, after the Beatles and Dave Clark Five started making movies, it it all went fucking downhill from there. <laughs> so 
So look, I could have gone for something like Bugsy Malone. Uh, now that's filmed in the UK with a British director, so I'm claiming it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I know he's got I know he's got Scott Bio in it, but fuck that. Anyway, um, or I could have gone for the amazing rock opera Tommy. Mm. Um, but I've gone for a genre defining piece in Oliver. Wow, going back to a, a classic. Yeah, because it's got that exclamation point on the end. <laughs> yeah, the 1968 movie musical adaptation of the Dickens novel uh, Oliver Twist, directed by Carol Reed, written by Vernon Harris, and translated from the 1960 stage version. Now, the cast sees child actors Mark Lester, who, as you well know, became very close with Michael Jackson later on. <laughs> He did. He was very good friends. I wonder if Jackson asked him for more. Uh, um, and uh, Jack Wilde, who would later go on to star in HR Puff and stuff, uh, he is masterful in this. And he was considered quite a heartthrob, of course, uh, Jack Wilde in the 1970s. I knew him briefly, actually. Really? Yeah, before he died. He used to hang out in a pub that I used to go in in the Bedfordshire town of Dunstable. He was sober after a long fight with alcohol um, and unfortunately died of cancer. Um, but we did some charity stuff together for cancer research uh, when I was on the radio. He was actually discovered, did you know this, by Phil Collins's mother. No, I didn't know that. Mm. So Oliver Reed stars um, also as the, in my opinion, best Bill Sykes ever. I uh, can't sing very well, but he's menacing and he's just an eyelash away from violence in every frame <laughs> of the movie. Um, Shawnee Wallace plays Nancy very sympathetically. And the star turn for me of this of this movie is the wonderful and super talented Ron Moody as Fagan. Um, now, Moody played the role on stage. Um, and like every great actor, it seems to be their dream to play Fagan, right? Well, I don't want to say, but I, I have played Fagan on stage, yes. There you could see, I knew it. I knew great actors like you. Do you know what? There's a few people turned it down, um, that that role. Peter Sellers. Wow, he would have been great in that. He would have been great. Dick Van Dyke. Uh, not so much. He's too wholesome and nice, isn't he? And Peter O'Toole. Ooh, that would have been another good choice. Yeah. Now, they all turned the role down. Elizabeth Taylor turned down the role of Nancy. Um, so did Julie Andrews. Again, she would have been a bit too nice, I think. Yeah. But also Shirley Bassey um, was uh, Carol Reed's first choice, but that was rejected by studio bosses who felt that the American public uh, was too racist to have a black Nancy. Probably true. Yeah. So this is a true, pure musical. Great performances, expansive, expansive dance numbers, incredibly memorable songs like, of course, Food, Glorious Food. Can you name any others, Ralph? Yeah. Got to pick a pocket or two. Consider uh, yourself. Yeah. Where is love? Yeah. It's an, it's an absolute classic. Let's have a quick listen. Consider yourself at home. Consider yourself one of the family. I'm talking to you. So strong. Yeah, I can't go wrong with Oliver, a truly classic Broadway musical and movie musical as well. If I'm not mistaken, I think it may have won Best Picture at the Oscars that year. I don't remember. Yeah, it was a big hit in the 1968. And now it's time for Eddie Pence's pick. <laughs> Eddie, tell everybody what musical you want them to watch. Like again, this is not my 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 preferred. It's not your wheelhouse genre of films. Okay, there's only a few that I like. All right, and this I this is one of the ones I the one of the first musical I ever saw when I was a child. The best little whorehouse in Texas. Best little whorehouse in Texas. 
was a movie that Eddie saw when he was a little kid. Yes. Because his parents also believed All right, Katy Perry. in exposing their children to whorehouses. <laughs> I didn't even know what a whorehouse was when yeah. I first saw this film. Yeah, I bet you learned quickly. 1982, <laughs> the musical hit the screen. It was, of course, adapted from the big hit Broadway musical of the same name, starring the wonderful Dolly Parton. We've been talking about her yes. a lot this week. She is luminous in this movie. She just jumps off the screen. She is adorable and charming and, of course, sings great. And then you got Burt Reynolds opposite her. Oh, sure, musical star Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Slicker the cat shit on linoleum. <laughs> great line. First of all, I get it. Burt Reynolds, one of the biggest box office stars of the late 70s. I could see why they would team them up. Plus, he's a southern good old boy. He's got that going for him. Yeah. He's got no business being in a musical. No, but you have Dolly Parton to carry all the musical parts. Charles Durning's also in this film. He is, for me, the best thing about this He got nominated for this role. Yeah, he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his work. He was great in this. As the Texas governor in this film. Dom DeLuise. <laughs> My favorite. Talk about doesn't belong. Melvin P. Thorpe. Come on. In a horrendous, like, Mo Howard of the Three Stooges <laughs> wig. It's just the whole thing's just Cow white cowboy boots. Just, oh, just a, so a, funny. A lovable mess. Here's the basic premise oh. uh, Burt Reynolds plays the sheriff of Gilbert, Texas, who has a long running relationship with Miss Mona. She runs a brothel outside a town called the Chicken Ranch. And uh, everybody's very happy with the arrangement. She's a good person, and she helps the community, and everybody's happy. And then Dom DeLuise's character, Melvin P. Thorpe, comes into town, and he uh, pulls back the curtain on the whole deal, and he says that uh, the sheriff's not doing his job for closing him down, and it's illegal, and it's immoral, and there's a big brouhaha. He's got a whole song about it. He sure does. <laughs> Texas has a whorehouse in it. <sighs> Here is... A little duet between the stars Dolly Parton and Burt Reynolds. They sing, they sing to each other after they bone at the whorehouse. <laughs> what it's, else do you do at a whorehouse? It's just, it's just. Make eggs? It's just good, charming fun. <laughs> Here's Burt and Dolly. I like fancy, frilly things. High heel shoes and diamond rings. Ragtime bands and western swing. And sneaking around with you. Well, I like beer and rodeos, detective books and dominoes, football games and Cheerios, Cheerios? and sneaking around with you. Sneaking around with you, going around that too, doing what lovers do, when you're sneaking around. It's got some catchy tunes in it. It does. It Look, really does. I have really no problem with the musical. And it ends with I Will Always Love You. It does, yeah. Of course, that Dolly Parton wrote and uh, made a gazillion dollars yes. off of with the Whitney Houston version. It's 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 fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's a fun musical. And I'm not a big musical fan. I enjoy watching. It's fine. Bert shouldn't really sing, though. No. No. But it's fun. It's fun. There you go. Those are our musical picks for this weekend. You've got Viva Las Vegas for me. Oliver, exclamation point from Steve Ashton and the best little whorehouse in Texas. Those are our picks. Time to close up the vault. And before we say goodbye, kids, we still got some time to check in with Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports. Love it when Buzz stops by to talk football. It's What's the Buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 
One of the highlights of the week for me, getting to talk football with my pal Jay Busby from Yahoo Sports. How you doing, Buzz? I am well, brother. I'm well. Let's take a look at some of the games this weekend. Well, as we both sort of begrudgingly predicted last week, the Eagles did not fare so well up against the New York Giants, sadly. And now they've got the Browns, an even better team. I don't see this turning out any better. Yeah, still in first place. That's still true. Still in first place. Yeah. You, you got to clutch onto that with both hands. But, uh, yeah, the Browns pose a challenge that, that even the Giants didn't. I mean – the problem is this, man. It's it, it's it's the offense, and specifically Carson Wentz. He's he's turning over the ball a ton. He's getting sacked a ton, which you can only partially blame on him. If you can't move the ball, if you can't have confidence that your quarterback is going to be vertical for at least one drive, it's a it's it's very difficult to have confidence in the team as a whole. Yeah, and they were not converting on third downs at all last week, which is of course key. And uh, the Browns' defense, I think, is going to is really going to pose trouble. Yeah, they, they've got a very strong pass defense. They're gonna they're not gonna give Wentz a lot of openings. And uh, yeah, I mean, just th- as, as we talked about before, the way that that uh, Philadelphia's offensive line basically just uh, you know waves a hanky in front of anybody charging is is really not a real deterrent. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll surprise me this week. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Let's keep looking at the NFC East. Washington football team up against Cincinnati this weekend. The good news is I think we're going to stay uh, at least a little bit ahead of Washington. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati is a team that's that's not there yet, but they're more there than Washington. I mean, Washington is is playing better with Alex Smith. They had a little they lost last week to Detroit, but they played Detroit right down to the very end. I mean, granted, that's some pretty friggin' low praise there saying, you know, <laughs> played Detroit down to the end. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati's about on that level. Alex Smith, uh, is, he's finally started again after two years after getting his leg just just annihilated. And he, he's not terrible. You know, he's, he's not he's not awful. And that's about all that you could say about any team of the, of the NFC East right now. Uh, I think the same, same deal. The Bengals are going to be a little bit too much for Washington. But there are so many teams that just suck so badly that when they kind of scrap with each other like this, you never quite know who's going to come out. So, uh, so there's a possibility, but I think you're, you're safe in saying that uh, Washington's going to stay behind you. Sometimes those games where two less than mediocre teams are up against each other it can be very exciting, though, because you never know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a much higher percentage chance of seeing something just absolutely ridiculous happen, you know, so like a, a quarterback running the wrong way or something like that. So, yeah, you never quite know. What's, you don't see that with a Bill Belichick team often. Let's put it that way. True. All right. This is a battle of quarterbacks coming up this weekend. Packers versus Colts. This is a really, really good game. This might be the best game on the slate, and kind of unexpectedly so. What you've got is, on one hand, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who is still one of the best passers in the game, even though he's a friggin' lunatic. And he's up against uh, the best pass defense in the game, in the Colts. So this is strength on strength. It's going to be fun to see how this one plays forward. Uh, Phillip Rivers with the Colts, not exactly on Rodgers level but he's certainly not he's not terrible so this is a, t- a, cu- a couple of first place teams in their divisions we maybe didn't expect it to come together this way but this is a team a game where you got a couple of teams that really need to prove themselves and lastly let's take a look at the Titans versus the Ravens this weekend yeah this is a couple of teams that are incredibly disappointing for different reasons I mean both of them Came in with really strong Super Bowl hopes. They, they, this is a rematch of their playoff game last year where Derrick Henry and the Titans just stomped all over the Ravens just to crush their hearts. 
I think the Ravens are better prepared this time around, if only because they know what's coming. They're not going to be surprised. They geared up specifically to stop runners like Derrick Henry, which basically means every every defensive lineman on the Ravens now has a has a lead pipe in their shorts. But uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be a fun game, and I think that that the Titans really this is a this is a make or break game for them because they were so strong earlier in the year. They were five and zero. They were undefeated. They were playing really well. And then they've just kind of fallen off the cliff the last few weeks. So if they're going to have anybody take them seriously the rest of the season, this is kind of a must-win game for them. And you mentioned that the anticipation was high for the Ravens coming into this season. What happened? It's I, it, it's tough to figure it out because they're not terrible at any one phase of the game. They just they're not coming together. Lamar Jackson hasn't taken that next step forward. Uh, he he played in the game Sunday night, which was just so much fun to watch, but I'm sure it was horrible to play against the Patriots in a, in a monsoon. And he did not take control of that game the way that he probably should have. They lost that game, and he just hasn't taken that next step forward that we were expecting. And I I don't think he can lay it all at Lamar Jackson's feet. There's just something about this team that's not clicking in a way that they were last year but they, again this is on the flip side this is a chance for them to really kind of dispatch one of their last AFC rivals and put themselves back up in that upper echelon well once again looking forward to watching the games this weekend thank you so much for your insights sir we're taking next week off of course because it is the Thanksgiving holiday so we'll talk to you in two weeks all right I look forward to it enjoy the holiday brother and of course you can always follow Jay Busby's work at Yahoo Sports great writer as well as being a good guy So glad he stopped by today. That is it for today's show, boys and girls. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Come join us tomorrow, if you can, during our live cocktail party. Love to see you guys there. And then we're going to take a little time off, and we'll be back the following week with brand new episodes of The Ralph Report. But in order to be there with us, you got to take care of yourself. So make sure you drink lots of urine, (laughs) because that will keep you sharp mentally and... (laughs) God damn it physically so fucking it's so hot how can you drink something like or well people drink coffee and tea and yeah but you would have to chug it to get it down you uh, could not sip it no you gotta it's s- not a sip and drink you gotta, like you're tasting wine you no it's sip not it, you don't swirl it around smell it and or, you make sure you get all the different notes <laughs> just fucking in the show man <laughs> take, ah. take care of yourselves which means if you can stay the fuck at home right wash your hands real good stay Good in the hood. <laughs> Keep a little distance oh, between you and the next person. Stay sweet at six feet. That's right. And remember. But life is life. Life is life. We'll talk to you again soon. Until we do, please know, love you, mean it. Bye. <laughs>